Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Kaya May, and welcome to the third episode of the Growing the Game podcast. Today, I'm joined by Joey Pitt and Jacob New to introduce the Surrey Eagles and the impacts of Junior A BCHL hockey. Hope you enjoy! Hello! Welcome to today's guests. I have Jacob New and Joey Pitt, um, both involved with the Surrey Eagles organization in the BCHL. Um, And I just wanted to start off with a bit of a rundown of what the BCHL is for those who may not know. You want to take that one, Joey? Oh, I'd love to. So I, I will give like the standard BCHL marketing pitch that they like to pitch. It's the fastest route to NCAA Division I hockey is the bchl if you want to be like if you're planning when you're trying to play junior hockey there's two paths you can go which is either major junior which is the western league the ohl or the qm or there's junior a uh the western league path is you're trying to get drafted immediately whereas the junior a path is you're trying to go to college first so in terms of the junior a leagues in canada and north america as a whole the BCHL is far and above the best one. If you look at the talent in the league currently right now, you have guys like Devon Taves, who came from the Surrey Eagles, Alex Newhook, who was a Victoria Grizzly, uh, Croy Stetcher was a Penticton V, Dante Fabro was a Penticton V, Ryan Johansson was a Penticton V. I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> Danton Heinen was you, a Surrey Eagle for one year. There we go. There's Brandon one. Brandon There's another. There we go. So you can see the pedigree of the BCHL. And even if you look back historically, I'm going to have to list V's here again because it's where I'm from and it's the ones that I know. But just historically, you have guys like Andy Moog, Brett Hull, Paul Correa, Duncan Keith. The list goes on and on about the guys who have come up through this league. Ray Ferraro is another one, played for the Penticton Knights back in the 80s. He played something like 60 games for the V's, ended up putting up like 160 points. I was absolute monster in junior hockey. So uh, it's, and it's also just, it's a great family atmosphere. The leagues have been, I tried to celebrate 60 years during COVID. So it kind of got pushed back to their 61st season is the 60th anniversary, but it's been going for 60 years strong uh, from the Vancouver Island, all the way out to Cranbrook. It covers a lot of area and, there's 18 communities that are live and die with their hockey teams. And I think that's a pretty good way to sum up the way that we kind of see Canada. Right. So. Uh, great. A great rundown, a great introduction. Um, just a couple questions. Uh, <laughs> what's it kind of like to work specifically with like the Eagles and stuff like that? Uh, Jacob's the in-house PA uh, Joey's play-by-play. Um, for a little context, um, kind of what's it like to work within the BCHL and the junior A system? Well, I, I think it's a great positive for everyone on the media team. Uh, Joey has extensive experience uh, in the BCHL with the V's before joining the Eagles this past year. I am a first timer, you know, in this league. This is my first time working in a media with a sports team. And it's been really extremely positive uh, in terms of like mentorship, uh, you know, I work with a team as first year owners. We have a brand new ownership in Surrey. So, you know, I'm finding my feet, they're finding my feet. And we've had a really great year so far in terms of not just team performance, but really just getting the community of Surrey out to South Surrey Arena and rediscovering Eagles hockey. Um, so I would say it's been great. Uh, as in house announcer, I do goal announcements and, uh, you know, player intros and so forth. But I also work as the DJ. 
Uh, so, you know, a lot of uh, turning virtual tables as is and, you know, choosing music where that is, you know, for a regular home game on a Friday, you know, for the for the great community that comes out or sometimes, you know, we'll have uh, games that are themed. So we had a Cloverdale Rodeo night, uh, I think, last week. So we actually went all country music and I think that was turned out very well. Got even a couple of requests and some from people in the team. Um, so I'd say it's been really great overall in terms of just developing my own skills. Uh, Personally, I've been told I've had a great broadcast voice and really broadcasting has been something that I've really wanted to get into ever since I was a kid. And even, you know, if you had told me two years back that I'd be doing this, you know, uh, coming out of my my degree, my bachelor's in political science, I would have been like, no way. So it's a great starting point. Uh, teams in these communities across the province are always looking for people. Usually it's uh, is kind of a I don't want to call it a revolving door because some people stay with their teams for years and years and gather experience and make connections. And at the same time, it really can also be a stepping stone to greater things in sports media. So I, I think it's just a great avenue to, for people to look into if this is what they're looking for. Uh, on the other side of the coin, uh, as the play-by-play -play broadcaster, I spend most of my time up in the Brendan Batchelor broadcast booth at the South Surrey Arena, aptly named after former Eagles play-by-play -play Brendan Batchelor, who spent one season with the Eagles, but the Eagles won the Fred Page Cup and the Western Canada Cup the year he was here. So that was, that was back in 2013, which some scientists believe was a decade ago. So, oh my but as the play-by-play broadcaster, as the play-by-play -play broadcaster, I have the best job in the world. Like, legitimately, I don't think there's a more fun thing you can get paid to do than call a, a sports game, specifically hockey in our case. Um, it's a dream come true because there was like two things I ever wanted to do with my life. It was either I wanted to be a wrestler or I wanted to uh, be a play-by-play -play broadcaster. And, uh, you know... The big guy up there made me five foot nine, so WWE wasn't going to come calling, but I got a pretty good voice. So, you know, and uh, I had some good teachers back in uh, back in middle school who put me in the right direction and uh, encouraged me to follow what I they what I thought would be a good path for me. So shout out Mr. LaPointe and Mr. Hurd. Um, but you know, getting a chance to go from working in U18 hockey, which is, it's great hockey down there, but, you know, the only ones in the crowd are parents to go to a level where you're getting paying crowds, they're rowdy, they're into it, they love their teams. It's, it brings so much more to your energy as a broadcaster. Um, you know, if you go out to the island, they're super passionate. When you go up to the interior, they're crazy out there. You know, uh, I'm getting ready to go out to Cranbrook and Trail this weekend. Uh, I'm expecting that to be uh, a rowdy, rowdy couple barns there. So, and I, I can't say enough good things about working as a play-by-play -play broadcaster. And the BCHL is a great place to really wet your feet. You know, this is year two in the business for me and I couldn't be happier. All right. Yes. It's kind of like a... a like Jacob said, a bit of a pipeline too, as well. Um, similar to what it is for the players also. Um, going into NCAA. Anyway, um, kind of touched on it before, but there is a heavy community involvement aspect, like getting, you know, the community of Surrey, which is compared to some other communities in the BCHL, quite a large city um, uh, out to South Surrey Arena, which is great barn, we'll say that. Um, yeah, kind of just involving 
these different areas. It's really a local uh, spectacle of a sense. Like you have, you know, the big team in the big league, the Vancouver Canucks. You have the Abbotsford Canucks in the AHL. You have the various WHL teams throughout the throughout the province. But this league uh, in the BCHL is like pretty much it's pretty locally focused and I feel like uh, every team does like kind of a pretty good job of involving the community um, around it. Like you said, Cloverdale rodeo night was the other night. A lot of country and Cloverdale rodeo is like one of the biggest things in Surrey for those of you who probably don't live in Surrey. Um, It's huge event. Um, There's other events like there's Punjabi night. Um, There was a lunar new year celebration night. Um, kind of bringing in those uh, the real-life communities to kind of attract them into the game of hockey as well, which is kind of, it's a it's a good atmosphere overall. Absolutely. I mean, one of the most interesting and unique things about Surrey is how diverse it is. And so I really was pa- proud that, you know, this team focused on those theme nights this year, and we put a really good effort into that. I, I felt super happy with how... Um, Uh, the Punjabi night went in November, we had our Lunar New Year night, I think at the beginning of February, and really just getting people to find out about uh, the Surrey Eagles and the BCHL. As you mentioned, the the attention span, at least when it comes to Surrey, it's interesting because there's all these bigger level events so close. You have your Vancouver Canucks and Abbotsford Canucks and Vancouver Giants and so forth. And so, you know, it's interesting with the fan bases of those smaller communities in the BCHL, they are diehard like uh they will they will go by their nanaimo clippers everything they go by the penticton v's everything and so i've been really impressed with how we've been able to kind of cultivate at least uh a sense of real fan involvement and community involvement especially with this team this year with the new ownership group and going forward and so really um i think all things considered uh we're looking up and up and it gets better every single game. And we're really looking forward to what it might look like at the South Surrey Arena for those playoffs. Fred Page Cup coming up. So, Yes. Seems very exciting. Joey, do you have anything to add on that? Or? I, I think Jacob kind of nailed the, hit the nail on the head for that one. I kind of took the words out of my mouth. The only thing, it's like Surrey, with the size of it, it's, it's I mean, like I have a buddy who lives up near like Surrey Central. And I would have him come out to games every now and then. That's like a 40-minute drive for him down King George Boulevard. Surrey oh, yeah. is really big, right? It is big. So mm-hmm. so due to uh, the proximity of the South Surrey Arena, like you could, uh, if you're standing outside the barn at the ticket booth, you could probably, if you, and you have a good arm, you could probably hit the White Rock Pier with a football. Like you're really <laughs> close there, right? You're at the t- very bottom. It's the South Surrey Arena. Like you're down there. So it's absolutely you know, yeah, aptly named exactly. So if you're if you're a hockey fan out in Fraser Heights, for example, which is out uh, north of the the highway before the Portman Bridge, for example, or you're out in South Westminster down by Scott Road, you know, you're not gonna maybe want to make that drive. However, you live in White Rock or South Surrey or Cloverdale, and that's a quick hop and a skip away for you. It's absolutely why wouldn't you come down for a great night out? It's affordable. It's family friendly. Uh, if you come on Sundays, you get to skate with the players. Like, there's tons of great stuff you could do. And uh, just in terms of the players on the roster, you couldn't find a more personable bunch of guys. Um, <laughs> we have um, 
we have like a, a specific fan club that shows up basically just to see Ty Brassington and Tate Taylor. Like they love those two defensemen, <laughs> right? And there's these four kids, four or five kids, and they'll bring signs and stuff like that. They'll get pictures taken with them at the end of games. Oh. And Tate and Ty are always there afterwards. They'll go in and they'll do the little uh, post-game scrum with the coaches and whatnot. And as soon as they get a chance to, they'll run right back out the door and talk to the kids and stuff like that. They're a great bunch of players. And like a lot of them are all committed. Like those two, for example, they're going to Clarkson University. Oh, Clarkson, you guys are getting a good bunch of guys there. You know, Bongo and Galata, they're going to Sacred Heart. Couldn't be getting a better pair of guys there. Ryden Evers and Jacob Bonkowski going to University of, uh, going down to Omaha, pardon me. That's another great spot, another great pair of guys. So it's, the community has a chance to really come together around this team and they're a great on-ice product. And, you know, once the playoffs start, paint the town blue and green, right? Very true. The only blue and green making the playoffs this year. Anyway. Um, hey, well, I think I think those guys up at Abbey Center are doing okay. Okay. okay that, yeah, is th- true. Them, that is true. Uh, unless they keep Spencer Martin there for a bit. But um, keep you keep my boy's name out your mouth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. That was my boy, Spencer Martin. Okay. You have to remember when I was working for the Abbotsford Canucks, Spencer Martin was a darling. Okay. Yes, that guy was dead. I'm sorry, Spencer. That's right. He I'm follows sorry. me on everything. We exchange DMs every now and then. He's a great guy. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. When Spencer he, Martin. When he announced, just a side note, when he announced he was getting rid of the Chrome dome at the beginning of the season and like the internet melted down because we all loved his helmet last season. And that was the source of his power. Um, I initially uh, suggested him to uh, use a friend of mine as his artist. I got a, a longtime family friend of mine. His name's Brandon Gabriel. He's a Quantlin artist out of Fort Langley. And uh, he does beautiful works in paintings, carvings, and whatnot. And I'm like, hey, if you want to get like a coastal mask, he's the guy you got to talk to. Like, he'll knock it out of the park for you. He's like, I already found it, but if I'm still here next season, like he might be the guy I call. So, you know, with a little side note about Spencer Martin being an awesome guy. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Spencer Martin. That was, that was a um, poorly timed joke. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spencer Martin. Anyway, what are the Abbey Canucks doing right now? I don't I know. Um, they're playing. They were playing last. I heard it was three, two Manitoba out okay, in Abbey. They were so. up. To, they were up to nothing in that game. Yeah, they blew a lead just like their big Canucks. Uh, oh, no, 4-3 Moose with 11-40 oh. left in the third. Uh, still got half the period left. Still got half. The, still they're got still half. probably making the playoffs anyway. Oh, yeah. No, they are. They've been so good this They've year. They've been great this year. Um, Speaking on good teams this year, the Eagles, like you said, Fred Page Cup playoffs. The last time they won the Fred Page Cup was back in 2013. Um, Devon Taves was on that team. Now he has a Stanley Cup. <laughs> as well um the energy in the south Surrey arena i have been to games it is certainly um something that i have never experienced before in i've been to plenty of nhl games i've been to ahl games i just like the closeness kind of of the crowd like obviously you're physically close to the re- the arena but it all feels like you're all kind of connected in a sense so just having that energy in the barn for the playoffs is just going to be absolutely insane absolutely uh, that's the that's the beauty of the small barn too you know because south surrey at max capacity with a bit of with standing room only can go up to about 1400 people right that is correct. that's not all 
that's a, not a whole lot of people. But when you pack them in like sardines, like they are at the South Surrey Arena, that's a lot of people, and they're loud in there because we've had a, we've had a number of sellouts this season. Um, the night that we played the Penticton V's, which was a one nothing loss and a heartbreaker. Uh, power play goal from Bradley Nadeau. He leads the league in goals for a reason. And, you know, that crowd, I don't think they could have wanted a goal anymore that night. I think we probably would have needed to get a new arena after that if the, if we could have ended up pulling out a victory against the yeah. V's because that building was coming down if we scored. Mm-hmm. So, and that's only a taste of what it could be like in the playoffs. You know, as of right now, it looks like the Eagles are going to be matched up with the Powell River Kings. You know, and uh, the Eagles got one more matchup with the Kings coming up this season before playoffs start up. And, you know, currently the Eagles have a losing record against Powell. Yeah, Rivers, the so. Kings have had a, a number on the Eagles this year, even though the team is about uh, 15 points ahead of them. The Eagles, that yeah. is, in the standings. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's a strange thing because, you know, you always talk about a good, like, you're good on home ice, you know. The, the Powell River Kings, and it maybe it's the it's the travel out there. You got to take two ferries from South Surrey to get up to Powell River. Mm-hmm. They, the, you want to talk about a rowdy fan base right there? The the Powell River Kings, they're the only game in town. You know, if you go out, if you want to go out for a Friday night, you go down to Hat Parker Arena and you watch the Kings play. So that's a place that'll get absolutely rocking in the playoffs. So it's just... Ooh, that could be a bit of a strange thing for Surrey going into it because, uh, you know, the two times that they played out in Powell River this season didn't go too well for them, a pair of losses. And mm-hmm. that was at a time where the Eagles were really on a on a, quite a tear. They'd just taken down the Nanaimo Clippers the previous week and then, you know, a pair of quick losses and it was demoralizing for them. And it was a hard stretch for them. They ended up playing six games in nine days, but... You know, it's uh, it's very curious to see how things are going to be looking for them as they head into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And just a note on the domination uh, the V's are on. So the V's are first, and they will they have clinched first in the league, obviously. So they have 43 wins and three losses, uh, regulation losses, one shootout loss. So let's make it 43 wins and four losses this year entirely. And the closest team to them in their own conference is the Cranbrook Bucks. They are 20 points behind them for second place in the interior division. Um, the V's are on fire. They are going to be the team to beat going into the playoffs this year. Um, and they, they look generally to be, are. It's, they, I mean, they are. They they are the dominant club in the BCHL. They're for the, the Yankees. Two, they are the Yankees of the BCHL. I couldn't have come up with a better way to put it. Um, the <laughs> no, no, it's not that kind of dominance. Like, they would it, likely like play trail. It looks like okay. uh, in their yeah. division, they'll be playing trail. Likely the, the for the playoffs, even though the teams haven't been fully cemented, there's enough points ga- uh, points gaps in these bottom areas of the playoffs that you can pretty much decide. Like Nanaimo will likely end up playing the Langley Rivermen, though Cowichan could go on a tear and come back. There are six points out of that last playoff spot in the Coastal. I'd so. like to see them make a run at it. It could be fun to see, and because like. The BCHL, because everybody likes to make fun of the the Canucks for the oh you know you get in and you never know what's going to happen. Oh yeah. When you're in the B- when you're in the Fred Page Cup playoffs, anything can happen. <laughs> so like, the parity, the level of parity in junior hockey is absolutely ridiculous. Any team can beat any team on any given night. 
I was uh, a case yeah. in point. There was a powerhouse Penticton V squad back in 2017. It was the first year that I worked for the V. So, or pardon me, 17, 18. And this team was absolutely ridiculous. There's a bunch of guys who are still playing NCAA hockey, like David Cillia and Adam Scheel, who's now playing for the Texas stars in the American league. So a lot of great players were on this squad. They ended up going out in six games in the first round of the couch and Valley capitals. Yep. What? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. The That's... mantra as much is is of anything can happen is much truer in junior hockey, even though a majority of the teams in that bottom half of the, the division's playoffs are have losing records. This is a oh. uh, I think eighteen le- eighteen team league, and sixteen teams get into the playoffs. Only two teams miss out. That, so that must suck. You'll, those guys. You'll, you might, yeah. It, it appears one sided when you've got you know uh, a forty three win four loss team facing off against a you know seventeen and twenty five team. But, you know, this type of hockey, you know, fan bases can get loud in those barns. Players can go on heaters. Uh, really, it, it can, sometimes it can really just be a coin flip and there can be major upsets. Yeah. All you need is your goalie to go on a run True. at this True. level. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I've seen it happen in this league growing up uh, and it's something that can happen this year. You know, you look at you look at a team like the Cranbrook Bucks. Nathan Airy is a brick wall between the pipes. Who knows what could happen for the Bucks if he can really go on a heater there? You look at the Victoria Grill, uh, the Victoria Grizzlies, rather. Oliver Young Ashton, he is a he's an absolute stud since coming up from the BC Elite Hockey League's U18 division. If he can start to really stand on his head, the Victoria Grizzlies could definitely be dangerous. Hobie Headquist for the Alberni Valley Bulldogs. Uh, uh, Matthew Tovell out in Salmon Arm. There's a ton of fantastic netminers in this league, and if they can get hot at the right time, which is game one of round one, and they can stay hot till about game four or round four, that's all you really need. And all of a sudden, Fred Page Cup champions, and that looks pretty good on your resume when you're trying to knock on the door of a Division One NCAA team. Very true. Very true. Um, yeah, it'll certainly be an interesting atmosphere. Very exciting. Very exciting times in the BCHL. Um, Kaya, I expect you out to be out for Game One. For Game One, uh, send me a yeah. date and I'll be there. Um, it might be. It's going to be like April first or second. Play uh, season end, I think, just uh, at the end of the March. The 26th is the last game. So, the yeah, they'll settle, they'll settle in, yeah, March, last day of March, April 1st will likely be first day of the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Cool, yeah. So, cool, I have to cool. miss one of the two days for WrestleMania, and I'm not thrilled about that. You know, I, I found out calling? John Cena's wrestling. No, no, it's me. No, I'm okay. still going to be doing it. I was like, no, you I'm, skipping out to... on a playoff game? No, here, I, no, I have to miss WrestleMania. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. I was like, I was thinking like we because we have home dates. We've clinched home to start the next series. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to miss one of two dates. And I was like, who's calling then? <laughs> no, no, no. Wrestling like ah, WrestleMania has two days for ah, the pay-per-view. Yes. Like that makes a day sense. one or a day two. And okay. I'm like, I'm going to have to miss probably day one. Yeah. So ah. I hope John Cena wrestles on day two. <laughs> it's okay it's all scripted anyway um <laughs> yeah what a dig what shows do you watch i'd say the nhl Thanks. but that's also probably scripted anyway <laughs> yeah it's a work <laughs> um just before we head out here just wanted to touch a bit on um we talked about kind of the end of the season coming up obviously playoffs doesn't really end the season but on March 19th, Joey, we have something very exciting going on at the South Sioux Arena. Arena, do you want to talk about a bit about that? All right. 
I've gotten pretty good at doing this, so let's see if I can do this without any <laughs> mess ups. All right, it's time to take a quick pause for the cause to talk about Wix for Kids BC and the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. Now, if you don't know already, the great folks at Wigs for Kids BC, they fund the creation of custom-made human hair wigs for kids and teens down at BC Children's Hospital who have lost their hair due to cancer treatments. They also help families pay for essential medical and feeding supplies that aren't normally covered by their medical plans. Now, regularly, these wigs go from anywhere from $600 to close to nine grand. And when you got a little guy at home who's battling cancer, the last thing you want to do is fork over all that money just to get them a head of hair. That's where the absolute angels, the saints at Wigs for Kids BC and the BC Children's Hospital Foundation come in. They fund the creation of these custom-made human hair wigs free of charge for kids and teens down at BC Children's Hospital, while also helping families pay for those essential medical costs. By contributing to Wigs for Kids BC, you're making a tremendous difference in the lives of kids and teens living with cancer and their families across the province of British Columbia. Now, this is where we come in here at the Surrey Eagles, myself and Jacob. So this season, the Eagles are trying to raise $15,000 for Wigs for Kids BC, culminating in 12 days' time from our recording tonight. So I don't, I'm kind of postdating this. It's going this, so. on the 10th. So about going nine on, days. So it'll be, it'll be nine days away when this goes up. Uh, during the second intermission, when the Eagles host the Victoria Grizzlies on Sunday, March 19th, during that second intermission, myself and my broadcast partner, Lucas Chelly, will make our way down onto the ice. We'll be joined by a local barber from Harry and Sons Barbershop down here in Cloverdale. And we're going to be shaving my head and we're going to be donating it to Wigs for Kids BC. And they're going to turn it into an awesome looking wig for some lucky kid down at BC Children's Hospital. Folks, if you want to donate, it's very simple. All you got to do, visit the Eagles on Instagram or Twitter at Surrey Eagles. You check the link in our bio. You'll get a direct link to the Eagles Wakes for Kids page. Donate as little or as much as you can, and your donation will be matched by our anonymous donor up to $5,000. We've currently hit $6,300 raised for Wakes for Kids. We're slowly creeping up on halfway there, and we've got a ways to go, obviously. But again, with our, uh, with our anonymous donor matching all donations moving forward, we're getting very, very close. So please, folks, get your donations in and uh, make your way down to the South Surrey Arena on March 19th. Get your tickets at tickets.surreagles.ca because you're going to see me bald. Bald. He's going to go gonna buzz cut. Baldy. Join the club. I'm yeah, really excited be, for buzz cut, Joey. I, it's going to be a strange era for me. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say it's, it's a new era. It certainly is. Yeah. But if uh, <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to it, I've I can't even remember what it's like to have short hair at this point. So to go to from having all of this, but yeah, I might as well do this for a minute just to show you what we're working with for Wigs for Kids here. Yeah, there, there is, is a lot back there. There is a Ooh. lot of hair. That is a beauty. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm jealous. It's a ton. It's really curly. And and you're gonna miss it. Oh, I, I oh I definitely will. The only yeah. the person who's gonna miss it more than me is the person standing over there eating lasagna. Laura's <laughs> gonna miss my hair. Pulling <laughs> like, her out. Oh what as soon as this ends, I'm gonna be over there eating lasagna with her. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out. <laughs> <laughs> anything, I'm calling you out, Kaya, for making me stay during my dinner. I'm so sorry. Ooh. I'm so this is a late I'm dinner so though. We're recording it's, late. It's, it's 9 30 p.m. <laughs> on a Tuesday. Yeah. 
You when do you leave for uh for the next road trip, Joey? Cranberry. Uh, we're we're heading. Uh, we're leaving the South Surian on Thursday. Okay, so you got uh, one more play, day then that you leave yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we play. Yeah, we leave Thursday. We get into our hotel and trail. Uh, Thursday night. Friday, we drive out to Cranbrook, play the game in Cranbrook, drive back to trail, stay in the hotel. The next day, we play in, in trail, mm-hmm. and then uh, and we come home. So nice. A lot of travel involved. It's a lot of travel. We're basically going to Alberta for this. Like, yeah. Cranbrook yeah. is like, Cranbrook's like an hour and a half from the from the Alberta border. So, like, we're like, it's mountain time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, so, across the so time for those zone. Eagles fans. For the, oh, okay. So this is uh, so this is coming out Friday. 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 Yeah, yeah. Friday at noon. Friday. So so if you want to catch my broadcast tonight, we'll be going on the air at five forty-five Pacific time for a six o'clock Mountain Time puck drop. Or, or pardon me, a seven o'clock mountain time puck drop, which would make it six o'clock Pacific time. So that's really going to throw me off. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, because as soon as we're done, we drive back to trail, which is back to Pacific time. So oh lose that hour. Yeah. Yeah. Or gain an hour. Actually, you're going lose back an hour so. over like, you're, a lose an hour, hour and then you gain one back. You're, you're, you're time traveling. You're time traveling. Yeah. BCHL people's time travel. And for people unaware, yeah. you can listen like the BCHL has a subscription service for streaming games, but you can listen to Joey's call for free on a Mixler feed. Mixler.com slash Eagles BCHL. That's M I X L R.com slash Eagles BCHL. Yep. Yes. For um, Eagles hockey on BCHL TV and Mixler presented by budget break and muffler auto centers. There you go. <laughs> nice trade. Yes. I'm I'm, still, I'm still the intro for that, right? You are. Let's go. You know, it's broadcast funny. Lucas was bugging right me. <laughs> Lucas was bugging me. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't try to get Al to do it for you. <laughs> oh, I mean, you got the connections, but you came to me. So I appreciate that. <laughs> You're my boy. That's why. Presented well, by Budget Break and Muffler Auto Centers. <laughs> and now here's the voice of your Sir Eagles, Joey <laughs> Pitt. <laughs> you know, the funniest thing about it, too, is like it. it th- you throw it to me and then it's like, Welcome inside the South Surrey Arena. We're going to throw it down now to PA announcer Jacob New for the starting That's lineups. Right and then back I turn off me. my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting that you technically you play me on the mic for the starting lineups. I just uh, assume that you're still talking, at least in doing kind of a pregame. And then you go to me for um, all things after the intro week because we'll go with um, our land acknowledgement and uh, any ceremonies before and then anthem and game. So it's one of the interesting things, like as part of the media team, I'm in communication with them in lead up to game, but I work in the penalty box uh, down at the rink. So I am pretty isolated. I work with a great guy, scorekeeper, uh, Jeffrey. And um, yeah, I'm literally down there on the (laughs) beside the uh, ice. And two times this year, we've had major hits break the glass. (laughs) Yep. Okay. No, no, no. Let me clarify that. Not break the glass. Um, Dislodge the glass panel beside the penalty box in front of me, my computer setup and all my scripts. And they've had to bring in a guy to fix it uh, twice this year. And so they, they literally took, I think the top end of a hockey stick and drilled it into the, um, not the, like kind of just where the, the glass is sitting. So to kind of just like as a rebar, as reinforcement to kind of stop it from happening again, though, I feel have a feeling it'll happen at least once more this year. 
Yeah. I, I was there during one of the night one of the yeah, you, you took a great picture. It's yeah. now my Twitter banner. Just me <laughs> holding the glass, just trying to keep everything together. Yes. That's oh just my gosh. the encapsulation of my life. Yeah. No, it, it's one cold Galata hit away from happening again. Yeah. Because it's always Galata. It's always Galata. <laughs> Usually cold. Yeah. Like it's always Galata. <laughs> I I just thought it was really interesting whenever the refs would come over to the penalty box and like tell you guys who scored and everything. Yeah. Like, well, I, also like one of the communication. I thought one of the really interesting. interesting things. Like I'll give you a little kind of preview into how this works. So refs will come over, give me the numbers of score and assists. And usually I will wait about a minute before confirming because, you know, some guys they'll, you know, look and they'll give me the wrong uh, assist makers, essentially. So we usually have someone that manages like a, a hockey tech score sheet almost. So they will update the scores if it uh, is wrong. So we put it in there. I wait a minute. We'll get on the mic, then make the announcement. But it's funny because like there's been many times this season where I'll wait at least two minutes because I'm like, I don't know if that guy got the assist. I want to wait. We'll throw it in there. And if someone changes it, then we'll announce it. I wait two minutes. I'm like, all right, let's come We'll go, sorry, goal, and we'll do everything. And then I'm getting a text midway through announcement from uh, our director of uh, Game Ops, Josh Dubuck, saying, no, 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 it was a bongo got the assist. Or like, like it was like, no, no, this guy scored um, and this was his assist or there was a secondary assist there were like, cause sometimes the refs are like, no, there's only primary assist. And then I have to get on the mic, like literally a minute later, it's like uh, change to Surrey's first goal of the game. Goal scored by number 29, Jake Bongo, <laughs> primary assist, number nine, Cole Galata, secondary assist now awarded to number five, Josh Wessels. Um, that are 15 Josh Wessels. I should know my, I was about to say, I, I, Hey, <laughs> Hey, I caught myself. I caught myself. Yo, shout know, out to two, Josh Wessel scored his yeah. first goal as a Surrey Eagle on Good Sunday job, Josh. afternoon out in Langley. Yeah. He was the last guy on the team who was looking to get his first of the season. So now officially every player on that roster who's a full-time player, not an AP has scored a goal for the Eagles aside from the net miners, obviously, even though Michael Sochan scored in the, in the preseason. So he did. And you weren't on the call and you Langley. were living. I was up at I was up at Penticton doing the young stars. So I called um I called a Vancouver Calgary game up doing PA and I checked Twitter after I'd say like for DJ Carson Lawheed, my name's Joey Pitt. We'll be back tomorrow for Winnipeg versus Calgary and Vancouver versus Edmonton. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. Pull out my phone and I just see the graphic saying Michael Sochan scores his first BCHL goal. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean he scored his first BCHL goal? At least it was your color guy, Lucas uh, Chelly, on the call, and he had a great call on that. Yeah, we we love making fun of him for it, though. <laughs> Michael Sochan! Oh, my goodness! Scores! Hey, you know what? He's so happy. <laughs> he a, he's so he's happy. So happy. And it, like, that he was had a, never I, done play-by-play before. He had never done it oh before. Oh, man, what a the first game for that. The time he'd ever done it. It was a preseason the game, that, but um, yeah, goalie goal. And it was funny because I remember that was, I think, the second preseason game of the year. I'm still settling into my boots as a PA DJ, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. everything's coming at me the first time. And so I remember kind of doing score sheet work and still working as and I look up and I see the puck going by and I just <laughs> assumed it was shot by a player. And it goes to the empty. I'm like, oh, empty net goal. And then I see everyone go to the goalie. Like they're, you know, they're jumping up and down. They're hugging him. And I'm like, wait, did he score? <laughs> and then the scorekeeper turns to me. He's like, yeah, it was a goalie goal. And I was like, what? I didn't look up for it. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, no, quick. That was a great uh, goal by Sochan there. Uh, back up to the Eagles for uh, 
BCHL all-star, Eli, the pulverizer, Pulver. Yes, yes, the pulverizer. Uh, All right. Well, thank you both for joining me on this episode. You can find Joey on Twitter at underscore Joey Pitt and Jacob on Twitter at JKM New. Um, Yeah. Thank you both for joining me. And I will also have a link towards um, Joey's or this or Eagles Weeks for Kids uh, slash Joey um, fundraiser down below in the description. um, If you're listening to this on a podcast platform or you're watching the YouTube video. Right. Thank you. Have a great time. Your fun fact of the day was kind of already mentioned uh, in the guest segment, but I will still mention it nonetheless. Devon Taves and Brandon Tanev played together on the Eagles during the 2011-2012 season, and Taves went on to win, yes, the Stanley Cup last year, but also the BCHL's Fred Page Cup with the Eagles in 2013. Thank you for watching and or listening to the show. You can find me personally on Twitter at RealKayame and the show at GTGPod. Hope you enjoyed. Stay safe and see you again in two weeks. Bye, everybody.